This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey, everyone, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. I am so thankful that you're here with me today. We are going to talk about summertime day trips, and I have a little story to tell you um, about that. But um, before I do, I just want to remind you that you can find the show notes at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Look for summertime day trips. This is episode 281. All right, so today we have a wonderful sponsor. Thanks to our sponsor, the well-planned gal, Rebecca Ferris. She has various planners for every homeschool need, and her prayer journal is brand new. I can't wait uh, for you to check it out. You can see more at thewellplannedgal.com, and in just a few minutes, I'm going to tell you more about those. And please share this podcast with a friend. Um, It means so much to me as well as subscribe. Well, planning a day trip um, is often a super fun idea for something quick to do, especially if you can't take or can't afford longer trips. I know for my family, uh, day trips have been mostly what we have done because my husband and I are both self-employed. And so because of that, we could never leave for long periods of time. And, you know, even when we did take an extended uh, family trip, it just seemed to be overwhelming, especially with little kids. Uh, We always say, um, you know, you need a vacation to recover from the vacation. So if you guys um, do often take vacations, you may not do as many day trips. But for us, these were lifesaver. And especially during the summer, Um, I think they take on an entirely different uh, perspective than they did um, when we plan day trips during different times of the year. So basically a day trip, you know, by way of definition would be something that takes anywhere from two to three hours one way. Um, You really want to look at shorter trips if at all possible, especially if you have little ones. And um, that is always important. And I want to give a shout out uh, to our sponsor, and that is the well-planned gal, Rebecca Ferris. She has various planners for every homeschool need, and the prayer journal, which is brand new and one of my favorites, um, is now available. And you can visit thewellplannedgal.com, and we're just going to hear more about that in just a little bit. Uh, So um, when you are planning a day trip, you want to be sure um, that it's not going to be so long that it's going to be exhausting. And also in my list of day trips, I avoid um, more of the commercial entities like, um, 
you know, the, the, the big parks that are very expensive to get into, almost cost prohibitive if you have more than one child, and, um, you know, that are uh, maybe a special occasion kind of a thing, um, more so than just a one-day trip. Now, we have had season passes um, in the past uh, to a local, um, well, it was about two hours away, one way, um, so four hours round trip, and we would leave here um, a little bit um, late morning, so like at 9.30, and then we would get there and eat lunch before we got to the park, so either I would pack a picnic lunch or we would go somewhere inexpensive, and then um, we would be at the park all day and actually have dinner at one of our favorite restaurants, which they have since closed at this park, and um, and then come home in the evening, and it was really a nice uh, one-day trip. But what I found was when we did things like the amusement parks, that it let us, um, you know, really focus on that because, of course, you want to get your money's worth right because you have the year pass. And even though they had a Florida um, deal for those people who live in Florida, um, you know, it was it was a really good deal, and we've never been able to get a deal like that again. But even so, my kids have said um, they would never want to do that again because it took us out of camping, which they really like. And even though my kids are, you know, the youngest is going to turn 18 um, in July, they had me uh, book two camping trips for the summer, and it, they're so cute because I said... Um, one of the campgrounds is about uh, 40 minutes from here one way. And I said to my daughter, I said, don't you guys want to go by yourself? You know, because my husband kind of wanted to get out of going. <laughs> and they said, no, we really want you guys to come. So, um, which I love that they want us to come as well. But, um, you know, they're going to do a lot of fishing, which is not something I'd like to do. So I will be relaxing um, probably with a book and uh, a little fan by me because it's going to be hot. So if you're going to go on a day trip, what are you going to bring? And this is always my thing is to think about it one time, uh, to plan it out, um, and then to forget it. So um, I uh, have backpacks and nowadays more so than backpacks, I have um, different bags that I use. Um, the reason I did backpacks when the kids were younger was because one of them could just grab it and throw it in the car and I didn't care if anything spilled out. Uh, now that my kids are grown and everybody has their own stuff that they bring, um, I like to put them in like shopping bags. So I have one that's a mesh bag that I use for the beach and another one that I would take when I would go to my son's sporting or my daughter's sporting events. And this one I would take for um, day trips, which we still do. So um, you can do a backpack or you can do what I do. And that is, you know, have a, um, a shopping bag that is a plastic one or fabric or whatever. Um, binoculars that you put in there. Um, for some reason, binoculars are the handiest things ever. Um, you can bring, um, you know, spray, whether it's sun spray or bug spray. Um, that's one of the things that we, you know, keep here. And I have non-toxic versions of, of all these sprays. I have a first aid kit that um, has come in really handy. And um, that's been helpful. And in my first aid kit, I have uh, melaleuca oil. Some of you 
um, may be allergic. So do check um, to make sure. But that's one of the things that we use that works really, really well. Um, And so that's something, um, you know, that I just keep in there. And then you might want to bring other things. And one of the things through the years that we have gone through so many of these things, I told my husband we needed stock in the company, and that is uh, folding or portable chairs. Um, Recently, I saw uh, they have invented now a chair that is really, really small. Um, and I looked at it, it's like this, it's like in a triangle and they're really tiny and you could actually throw that in your bag as well. Um, our portable chairs are very lightweight, they're very inexpensive and um, we get them when they're on sale. I even um, bought uh, like the umbrella chairs or the folding chairs when my daughter was going to college up in Maryland and we were there for um, her games. And I bought them so that we would have them there because um, we fly there and and that was great. And she, poor thing, kept them in her car all the time, but she didn't keep, have a lot of stuff that she needed to put in there anyway. Um, but yeah, so, so things like that um, that you want to keep in your car. I always have stadium chairs in my car during sporting seasons and I have the portable chairs in case we want to bring that. I have... Um, also, a windbreaker. Um, if you uh, you know live somewhere that um, it can rain any minute, like here, um, that's always a good thing to have. Or if you're cold, as well as small umbrellas. So those are the things. And again, um, they're in the show notes, and you can get them on the website. And those are the things I keep in that bag because that is so helpful to me. We are going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, I'm going to share with you my top 10 places to go uh, for a day trip. We'll be right back. A planner is not a planner unless it is a well-planned planner. The well-planned gal, Rebecca Ferris, is a homeschool mom who has a gift, and she shares her talents with us in her planner series. A few of the amazing planners available are the well-planned day, student planners, and even the high school four-year planner. The newest planner is the well-planned prayer planner with an all-in-one planner and organizer. Organize your day with a focus on placing God first. Journaling 101 as well as scripture verses permeate this beautiful book. Take it everywhere and you will have all the information you need at your fingertips. Best of all, it becomes a keepsake and a wonderful guide for making prayer a priority. This journal is truly life-changing. Visit wellplannedgal.com for more information. Hey, everyone, and welcome back. This is episode 281, where you can find the show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. And today we're talking about summertime day trips. And like I said, I think summertime day trips are a little bit different. One of the reasons here, um, we have to keep an eye on the weather. Um, In the winter, it doesn't rain nearly as much here. And also, uh, remember things like the bug spray and the sunscreen, which is important. And so a couple of more things um, that I keep in my bag, you can find those um, on the show notes at Vintage Homeschool Moms. And... Um, Also, I want to remind you uh, to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. All right, so you're going to go on a day trip. You want to um, 
plan this ahead of time so that when you do have time to go, which you can tentatively plan on a calendar, um, you can just look at your list and have this all ready to go. This is something that I actually assigned um, one of my teenagers uh, years ago, and I said, um, you know, they even have books um, on day trips at your local library, so they have them regionally um, where they've broken up, you know, the, the different regions. Um, as And if you live in North Florida, you can go into Georgia, you know, you can go into different states, uh, North Carolina, um, you know, that isn't that far. But like from my house to North Carolina, you're looking at 12 hours. So that would not necessarily be a day trip, but it would be doable. So you want to look at places, um, you know, maybe not quite that far. It just seems like it's at least eight, eight, nine or 10 hours. Okay, I'm going to amend that. Um, but you want to be able to go someplace um, that's two or three hours away so that it makes it a comfortable drive, especially for the person driving and especially if you have little kids um, who are probably going to fall asleep in the car right on the way home. Um, you want to think about packing a picnic lunch, always a good thing to do, have some fruit like you know some uh, cut up grapes and uh, some sandwiches that... You can pull out if you don't want kids eating in the car. Uh, you can pull over uh, to um, one of the rest stations and also um, figure out where those are. And I don't know. At one point, there used to be an app. I swear I had it at one time that, or um, some kind of, of way to find the rest stations. And if you know, please let me know and we'll post a link um, in the show notes. But it would be nice to know and plan ahead because um, you see them, you know, signs on the interstate, but that's our favorite place to stop for lunch. We bring bottled waters and um, we'll eat lunch at a rest station. I will bring a, you know, cheapy um, plastic uh, table uh, covering um, tablecloth. And at one point we used to even um, have like little plastic, uh, it was an old tablecloth that I cut up and I would put it on the seats because, you know, birds tend to frequent these places and sometimes uh, they could be dirty. And um, and so that always helps. Uh, so, you know, something that you might want to consider ahead of time. And then look at the area near where you live. Like, for example, I live in a town that where Edison's home is, and that tends to be um, very expensive to go to. It used to be a lot less expensive. And so what you might want to do there is get a group rate, and you would do that, you know, with your homeschooler support group. And that, you know, is, is going to be, you know, 20 minutes from the house or an hour or what, wherever, you know, you live, you would look at something like that, that would be more of a bigger event. But if you, if you're going to do this alone as a family, you know, look to see what is in your neighborhood. We have historical museums that I never went to until I started homeschooling. And I wanted to find things that I could do with my kids. We have some of the best nature walks and nature preserves near where I live. There's one um, on Sanibel called Ding Darling, where people come from all over the world, uh, especially in the wintertime there, uh, to see the birds. Whereas in the summer, there aren't going to be as many birds there. Uh, so, you know, there are all kinds of things to do. Um, you know, we have, because we have Sanibel and Captiva Island um, nearby, we could go there. They have a um, wonderful shell exhibit. So here's my top tip. 
And that is those wonderful roadside coupon books. If you get those books, uh, you will find coupons to a lot of the local uh, places. Uh, We have a place that's an orange juice packing place. They send oranges all over the place, all over the world. And um, they have a coupon in the coupon book. And so um, that's a place where, you know, it's fun to go and taste all the different oranges. Um, And all of that is free. They have samples of their orange juice and their cranberry juice and things like that. And they have a very extensive uh, gift store as well, and some of the best ice cream, um, even orange flavored ice cream. So things like that are not very expensive, and they have a coupon that's in that roadside coupon book. So make sure you go and get one of those. If you stop at a rest station, always try um, to go to the Welcome Center. And so the Welcome Center in your state um, has a lot of great activities. Um, On the way home from getting my daughter recently, uh, she goes to college in Maryland. Actually, she's she's graduated from there and she's on to the next school. But um, we went to a welcome center in Georgia. And I'd been to this welcome center years before and oh my gosh, it is absolutely gorgeous now. And they had so many different flyers from so many different places that are just in Georgia. And I thought, you know, for the people who live here, there is no shortage of activity. In fact, you don't even need to leave your state. And when you think about it, think of how many people come to your area to visit, you know, and unless you're living somewhere that is really secluded. And if you are, that is so awesome um, because that has always been a thought in our mind as a family to live um, somewhere like that that's more secluded. Um, You're going to have to probably plan a two-day trip to get to somewhere where your kids would see um, some fun things. Okay, so what's on my list? The state museums are always um, wonderful. Like I said here, um, within about... 50 or 60 miles of my home, there are four, at least four that I can think of offhand, nature um, preserves or parks. So um, I'm in a place that has a lot of them. Uh, So, you know, parks are one place to go and especially state parks. Second is museums. Look at your local museum. Learn about the place where you live. Um, I learned that, you know, in, in my town, it was actually named um, during the time, um, I believe, of the of the Civil War, and it was one of the, um, the general's son-in-laws, and my town was named after that. So look and, and read books about your local town, and it's always fun to have the kids do that. Uh, local culture. When I was in Maryland, uh, there were some of these awesome older cars, and my daughter said that they had a car show coming up. Um, there are horse shows. One of our friends um, had raised horses, and so we went um, on the other coast and watched them compete. That was one of the coolest things ever to you know actually know someone who was in a horse show competing, but that was fun. Uh, we have boat racing uh, down at the beach from different time time to time. We have sand sculpting contests uh, that are really fun to go see afterwards. Now, some of these things you have to be able to deal with crowds. So if you have little kids, um, it may not be the best time uh, to do these activities. So you'll have to gauge that. 
Um, the Strawberry Festival was always a fun thing to do. That's actually not a summer thing here in, in Florida. It's actually in February. But I remember going there with my parents and taking the kids, and they still remember the strawberry shortcake that they ate. Um, you can visit a local farm. We have a farm that is about an hour from here um, that has, um, you know, the most delicious um, milk. And so you can, you know, buy milk or some of the produce from the farm. This one in particular is a dairy farm. And um, I remember uh, going there with the kids and the kids got to make um, butter from the thick cream that they gave the kids in a jar to shake. Super fun. You can go to a fair, um, whether it is a state fair uh, that your state has, or it could be... um, you know, a local fair uh, that has uh, 4-H or something like that. Uh, the rodeo is always fun. Uh, look at a time when there is a rodeo. We met um, some of the most interesting people um, on my son's baseball teams that were travel teams uh, because people came from all over the state to play on these teams. And um, one of the dads, um, would he roped cattle. There was whatever... I'm so sorry, I don't know rodeo, but it's um, there were three of them that were involved. And so that was like so cool for me to hear, you know, that we actually knew somebody that was in a rodeo and we always wanted to go see him um, in his rodeo. Another fun adventure, and this is from you guys on Facebook. Thank you so much for giving me this idea. And that is a pet store. Um, I would have to say to my children, we are going to go to the pet store and we are going to visit, but we are not going to buy anything. We used to have one that had some exotic animals. One of them was a rather famous monkey. Um, another one, um, you know, had uh, these macaws, um, a most beautiful birds, very loud, um, but some really um, exotic pets. That was a really cool place to go. Um, another is the flea market, my husband's favorite. If I told him I would go to the flea market with him, I think we would be there every Saturday. Um, he absolutely loved the flea market and used to drag me there. This is before kids. Um, and then I finally had enough of the flea market because I would come back with stuff that I would buy and then have no use for. Uh, so if you're going to the flea market, take only a certain amount of cash that you want to spend and that's it and leave your wallet home. Uh, number nine, um, this was from input from my family, and that was their create an adventure. So they um, wanted to do something different one year. So they either were going to, like when we would go to a park that we would frequent a lot, they would either decide that they're going to um, maybe ride a different roller coaster or taste some exotic foods or something like that. Um, and then also visit restaurants where there are some different foods and do like a sampling. Um, you wouldn't necessarily order a whole meal, but you would you know, maybe order from the appetizers and uh, just taste different things. I had a friend um, that only ordered appetizers. And when we would go to restaurants, she would order way more than she could possibly eat and then share it with everyone. And it was really fun to try things that, you know, maybe even if I had been at that restaurant and had never tried the foods before, super fun thing. And the last thing, again, is something I'm not a big horse person. Um, I've been horseback riding um, up in the mountains, uh, well, not huge mountains, but like in upstate New York. And um, the entire family went, so I really didn't have a choice. And um, 
and it ended up being fun. My biggest fear was falling off the horse, so I, I actually stayed on the horse and could get up without too much embarrassment. Um, but I do remember how beautiful it was from horseback, and it was something that I would never um, have done on my own, um, but because the entire extended family, my husband's family reunion was up there one year, and um, we all went, and it was such a wonderful experience. Um, and again, that was something near where they lived. And we do have horseback riding here not too far away. And there are some horseback riding um, that allow people to take horses. Um, obviously, they have to know how to ride and you know do a, a trail on their own or with a guide. Um, that is super fun. And then one of the things I talked about um, earlier, and this again would be something you would do with the older children, is do some evening types of events. You know, whether you are, um, you know, this is more than my 10 items here, but uh, you know, some of these things I mentioned before, and that is, you know, when nature walks that you can do at night. Now you can only do this if you're camping um, at a place uh, to do this, but you could even do this around your block. Of course, you know, have a flashlight um, or, you know, know where you're walking. Uh, just the other day we were planting uh, some annuals in the front garden and there was a snake. Uh, so it was a black snake, which is good because it eats up all of the critters that we don't want in our in and around our house, but uh, still that was startling. Uh, so again, um, have the right equipment on, uh, take flashlights and just be prepared and again, the kids like this kind of thing. Um, you know, with little kids, they like things like the glow sticks and things like that. Um, if you are bringing items such as those, uh, any kind of wildlife is going to scatter. You're not going to be able to see it. And like I said, the nature parks do close um, at sundown um, out here in Florida anyway. I don't know in your area if they're open in the evenings or look for a guided walk at night. Uh, just, uh, again, it would be under more of the creating an adventure, something fun to do with your family. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and I know I want to go somewhere just after talking about this, and we're going to do a couple of camping trips this summer, so I'm really excited about that. Um, but, you know, even during camping trips, you can rent a canoe or, um, you know, most of our, our um adventures are limited right at this point to taking uh, long walks and that's always fun. So, you know, whatever you do, do it with your family, enjoy yourself. As I said, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money, bring a picnic lunch and, um, you know, and have fun no matter what you do. Take lots of pictures and uh, let me know if you found a really fun day trip that uh, you'd like to share with all of us. Go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Look for summertime day trips and that's episode 281. Take care, God bless, and I hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.